I hate running with a passion. And I've always hated it. I hate the way it makes me feel. I hate that there's nothing exciting happening. You're doing the same motion over and over and over again. Running kind of makes me go insane. And that's how I felt for most of my life. Anytime I'd start running, and I'd try because I knew that running was effective when it came to getting cardio exercise in, it's effective in helping people lose weight, and it's free and easy. You can go running anywhere. I would try it off and on again, and I've never been able to maintain running as a routine exercise. And usually when I'd start running again, just to try it, I would run and I'd get tired. And so I would mentally tell myself, you got this, keep going. You can get to this point and finish there. And to do that, I would push myself to go faster. By pushing myself, I would tense up. I'd lean forward. I'd quicken my pace. And never did I realize how that added to the discomfort I was already in. I never realized how that was intensifying the need for my body to want to stop. One time, it wasn't until recently, like a while ago, I tried running again. And I was running and I got to this point where I was like, go, 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 fast, fast, fast. Of course, I would tensen up, I'd lean forward, I'd quicken my pace, try to motivate myself to keep going. And from the abyss of my mind, the word came relax. So I slowed down. I straightened up. I relaxed my muscles, never realizing that I tightened my jaw. I took deeper breaths and I got into a really good pace, a pace that made me feel comfortable, a pace that once I started doing it, I felt like I could run forever. Like I I could keep going. And that made me so excited because I've never felt that before. I've never felt comfortable running. This thing that I knew so many people were addicted to, this thing that I knew was effective in people's health journey. I was so excited because I was finally comfortable, relaxed, and enjoyed myself running. And so that started kind of a new workout routine where I am now running more regularly, something I never thought I could do. When we feel overwhelmed and we're very uncomfortable and we're trying to motivate ourselves to keep going and to push harder, our body tenses up and we try to lean forward, we try to go faster and faster and faster, but sometimes by doing that, we just burn ourselves out. We... We put so much more pressure on the discomfort we are already feeling that our body can't take it anymore or mentally we can't take it anymore and we quit. We stop and we try this over and over again because we see success stories and we see how people are able to overcome their problems, their battles, their their failures and we try it but we're trying it all in the wrong way. We try to intensify the pain that we're feeling to push ourselves to move forward when in reality we, we should be relaxing, getting in a comfortable pace, 
so that we can actually endure. Because it's not always about the speed. It's about how you keep going. Because the whole goal is to get to that destination. The whole goal is to get to that dream, to accomplish that passion of yours. The whole goal is to get to that point. It's not about going faster. It's not about doing it the the sexiest or the prettiest. It's about just getting to that destination. And we need to do it in a reasonable, realistic way, especially as parents who are already so overwhelmed with just being parents. Throw on top of it work and homeschooling. We have to take it slow and find a way to relax so that becomes a realistic routine in our lives. When we push ourselves over and over and over again, then we are less likely to actually continue with that routine because it's not something that we can handle. And I'm not talking about challenging ourselves. We should definitely challenge ourselves. And through time, we can get faster. Through time, we can get better. But if we're constantly pushing ourselves too hard, then we're just going to get run down and we're going to stop. You may even give up. And starting is the hardest part. Having to restart over and over again is draining. So when it comes to overwhelm in general, there's a couple of tips that I have for you that I think will help you to keep going without stopping. To find ways to maintain the process without stopping it completely. Because stopping is when we give up. That's when we have to start all over again and starting is the hardest part. So if you don't know who I am, my name is Sarah B. I am an author of two children's books. I self-published them while I was working and while I was am raising two kids. I figured it all out on my own with just the resource of the internet. I had nobody helping me. I also talk about motivational things on my blog at SincerelySaraVee.com or you can find me daily on Instagram at SincerelySaraVee. So let me give you some tips for ways to keep going in the midst of overwhelm. The first one goes without saying, because I've already explained it, but it is to relax. We need to find a way to relax, to find joy in the journey. Because it's not about just the destination, but it's about making it a part of our lives so that we can get to that destination. If we don't make the journey natural in our everyday lives, the likelihood of you getting to that goal is very slim. We need to switch our mentality on this journey of ours to be part of our everyday lives. And to do that, we need to kind of just relax a little bit. We need to make it so that it is reasonable, realistic with our regular day-to-day schedules and we need to have flexibility with it. So first, relax. Number two is to plan a lower frequency. Just as in life, we go through different phases where we're able to work, 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 work really, really fast, but then something happens and it throws throws us off where we can't work like we used to at a consistent speed or at a higher frequency, 
And so we tend to kind of give up because it's not what we're wanting it to be. We're not be able to proceed at the pace that we're hoping. And so we get discouraged and we end up wanting to just quit altogether. So when that happens, when we get into a place where our kids are sick and we can't ignore them to just work, we have to focus on them, we have to take care of them, which means they take more of our time, et cetera, et cetera. We have to be able to lower the frequency of when we're working towards our goals, our side hustles, our dreams. We need to just maybe do it once a week or maybe do it once a day or we need to lessen the amount of time that we're spending on it, like 30 minutes, 10 minutes. We need to be flexible in order to keep going, but giving ourselves some slack and making it so that it works with the schedule that we have without beating ourselves up too harshly on slowing down because we have to understand that we need to be flexible because life isn't what we think it's going to be as 2020 has proven to us. We need to be able to just go with the flow. And if you're expecting to go at a certain pace, if you're expecting to go at a higher frequency and you aren't able to, then you can just get discouraged and quit altogether. So to avoid doing that, lower your frequency just until the phase passes so that you can then later on increase that frequency and continue working like you were before. This one, number three, is something that I'm so grateful I was able to master early on in my journey of my own dream chasing, (laughs) on my journey of chasing my dream. And that is to focus on one step at a time. Because when we look at the list of things that we have to do to get to the top, it is so easy just to say, that's, that's a tall mountain. I, that's a lot to do all at once. That's a lot to do right now. And then we just quit without even trying. When you think about a ladder, there's no way you can just get to the top unless you're some crazy acrobat or something, but you have to take it one step at a time. So it does you no good to think about the step next to the very top of the ladder. You're not there yet. It does you no good to think about the sixth step when you haven't even done your first step yet. And You can also think about it like this. When you try to drink from a fire hose and there's so much information that you become so overwhelmed, you can't get any water in. It's too much. So we need to cut back, focus on the first step, take the first little sip just from a regular glass of water, and then we're able to actually intake something and make improvement by taking the first step. Don't worry about everything you have to do You just need to take it one step at a time. To cut back on that overwhelm, focus on just taking that smaller sip of water. Focus on just taking that first step. And then once you do that, you can focus on the next part. But don't worry about the next part until you do the first part. (sighs) And this one is all about something so simple and something that we all do without even thinking about it. And that is breathing. I've had on occasion anxiety attacks or panic attacks. I'm actually not sure which one it was um, where my chest got really tight and I felt like my heart was skipping a beat and it was hard to breathe. We sometimes can take for granted something so simple, which is just breathing deeply. And we know the studies that have come out about how 
breathing deeply helps your body to relax and to help your mind get a little bit more focused and to just calm down a little bit. So it's simple, easy, free, and that is to just breathe deeply. The next one is very important and it's also so universal. When we're feeling with many different emotions, um, overwhelmed primarily, it is so important to have a very clear why. Why are you doing what you're doing in the first place? There's a podcast I was listening to recently and you should have written out at least what your why is. Why do you want to pursue this dream? Why do you want to pursue this passion? Why do you have this goal? But the next thing that you should have very, very clear is what is the result of that why? What is the result of your why? My why is to help moms believe and chase their dream without sacrificing motherhood. But the result of that is moms finding independence again, confidence, happiness, energy, and hopefully successfully creating and striving for a side hustle in addition to being a mom. That would be the result. And that is a bigger picture than just my my little why. The result of your why can be very, very powerful. And when you feel so overwhelmed and there's so many thoughts going through your head and you're thinking about all those steps and you have, especially in my field where there's so many people doing what I'm doing, to get distracted, it helps to think back to your why to anchor you back into place, to get you back into the right mindset so that all the other thoughts can drift away so that you can get to work. Because overwhelm happens to everybody. Overwhelm happens to the most successful people. And they deal with it regularly, but the thing that they know how to do is the next part of that, which is to handle the overwhelm. And the biggest tip to handle that overwhelm is to think of the why, to give you a drive to move you forward. The next one is, I know I've already said this before, but to understand that it's going to take you longer than other people to reach your goal. And what I mean is you can still hustle your butt off and you can still work as fast as you can, but as a parent, someone who's not willing to sacrifice being a good parent, And all that that means, it's going to take longer for you, for us to achieve our dreams compared to someone who has maybe a nanny to watch their kids or someone who has no kids. Those people are going to be able to go and do the things that we want to do faster because they're not doing what we're doing with our families. And me personally, I'm not willing to sacrifice that. So I'm going to take it slow so that I can focus a majority of my time and energy on the thing that really truly matters, which is with my little kids. I don't get to have them at this age for this long and I don't get to have them in my home with me for this long because once they're older, they're gone. They're off on their own. And so I have to really appreciate this time that I have with them, not take it for granted by ignoring them and only focusing on me and my dream. I need to primarily focus on them in this time and on the side focus on my dream there's a way to do it there's a way to balance it it's totally possible I've been able to publish my two books while working 
raising my two kids with balance. There is a way to do it, but it took me two years just to publish my first book. So yes, there's other people who can do it a lot faster than I can. But because I'm not willing to sacrifice on my motherhood, it's going to take me longer. And that's totally fine with me. So if you can accept that up front, that's going to release a little bit of that overwhelm so that you don't feel so much pressure on trying to go faster. And that one leans into the next tip that I have for you, which is to stop comparing yourself. Comparison is the deathbed of progress. When we compare, we are naturally inclined to think how we are lacking. When we compare ourselves to other people, we're seeing what they're good at. Also, on the other side of that coin, think about how we are lacking in the ways that they are succeeding. So by comparing, we can think of how we are weak in those areas, which can drive us to get off track, which can lead us to stop believing in ourselves, which lead us to maybe stop start copying other people to lose sight of how we are unique or altogether just give up. Comparing yourself does you no good ever. I know there's ways that we can improve and there's ways that we can learn and grow, but those are never done in a place of comparing. When we compare ourselves, we are usually in a place of negativity, looking at all the ways we are less than. And that is not a place of growth. We need to think about how we are unique, how we are good, how we are providing something that no one else can provide so that we can progress and stop comparing our progress to others' progresses. They had to start somewhere and they at some point were in the place that you're in right now. Everybody has to start somewhere to get somewhere. And so if we think about how far they are, take a step back and think that they had to start right where you are at the very beginning. Stop comparing, worry about your progress, put your head down, get to work and just produce. And because I am a writer, this last one is my favorite and that is to write it out. I love writing things down, not just because I'm a writer, but because when you write it down, you're taking something from your mind and you're making it a little bit more tangible and concrete, which also helps to make things more clear. So we're able to look at what was in our head. We're able to look at these thoughts. We're able to look at our to-do list. We're able to look at all the tasks we need to do. And we are either able to see that, wow, it wasn't as overwhelming as I thought it was. Or there's a lot that I have right here and I can organize it now into a way that makes sense with my schedule. It becomes more tangible and it becomes less emotional when it's written down. So when you're overwhelmed, it's good to just brain dump everything that's swirling around in your head so that you're taking a little bit of the emotion out and you're able to just focus on what's on that paper and to make what what's on that paper work for you and for your goal. Everybody gets overwhelmed. Everybody has different forms of it, different levels of it. But if you can recognize that overwhelm and combat it with a tool that helps you in the best way possible, then you're going to be able to keep going. 
And the whole point of you striving for your dream is to keep going because you want to achieve that dream. You want to get to the end. How many times have you started working towards a dream and then stopped? How many times have you started doing something and then gave up? Find a way to get yourself through the overwhelm that everybody faces. If you can handle and find a way to manage that, then you're going to be able to keep going through it. And really, when you think about it, if you can handle raising kids, you can handle anything. Go out and hustle, mamas. You got this. Sincerely, Sarah B.